Welcome, kings and queens, to another episode of Unapologetic, your number one podcast. This is the show where kings and queens tell their legacies and on. So get ready for the gems to drop and pull up to the table because we're ready. Welcome and welcome back, my people. We are back with another episode right here on Unapologetic, your number one podcast. You already know, man, we in the ZGE studios. It feels good to be back. It was a little under the weather, but, you know, we, we were already strong, ready to go. Today, we have a very special guest, man. I've been talking with her for about six, seven months, seeing how she's been working. She's been working hard. I'm talking about stupendous. Give it up for Miss Arisha Coffee, the owner of Training with Dogs. Well, how you been, baby? Hey, hey, I'm doing well, very well. Busy, but well. Oh, busy is good. Uh-huh. Oh, busy. Remember last time we talked? Busy is is healthy. Busy yeah. is good. <laughs> yes. So, I don't, I don't. What the past two years? You know, during the pandemic. You know, everybody has came out with their own style, with their own legacy. And it's amazing how you started yours in 2020, I wanna wanna say. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You started, you know, with the with the feet on the ground and the head to the sky and nothing stopping you. And right. that's beautiful, man. That that shows that you're passionate, aggressive about what you're doing. But I just never really thought about how big it is to train just canines, mm-hmm. you know, especially for uh, uh, veterans and people with disabilities and whatnot. But when I've spoken with you, I want to say um, at the Wink convention we was at, yeah, the, yeah. that was nice. Yeah. Uh, I met your dog. Your dog is so well behaved. It's almost almost yeah. like I was looking at a human. You know what I'm saying? Like it was kind of creepy it. a little bit. Like she understood what I was saying. I love it. I'm like, oh, my dog don't even come on, man. How you do this? See? But with all that going on, how how you got started in 2020? How how was yeah. this like? Oh, I want to, you know, become this dog whisperer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So actually it was March of 2021. And oh. yeah, yeah. So okay. I yeah, I was sitting at the table talking to my siblings and I thought you know what I might want to start a business I might want to start my dog training business because I've had so many family and friends over the years ask me questions about you know dogs and I've just had this knack for dogs since I was a child so I decided I had the thought and I was like I'm gonna start it I'm gonna see how it goes as nervous as I was I felt that frog down in my throat like "Mm, I don't know how people are gonna receive this but I'm gonna put it out there and here I am two years later and it's it's been booming ever since. Really? Yeah. So, okay, so it became a family matter. That's that's what's up. You stay within, yeah. you know, the circle. The yeah. circle. And that's yeah. the support, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Family and close friends are my biggest support. And it actually happened during COVID and we were we were doing like our, you know, our gatherings where we meet meet on a social media site and, you know, have video (laughs) chat and everybody's there and we're saying, hey, how you doing? Sending little pics and little (laughs) stuff. And then so we were just talking about how we're going to progress in the next year and how we're going to, you know, push forward and, and really pursue our dreams and goals. And that's what I put out there. 
Wow, you manifested. You talked that in existence, and it's been booming. And yeah. you know, I I have a few questions with that. Like you said, you've been all your life. You've been into you know canines, working with dogs and whatnot. What what else have you uh, been been trying to accomplish with like training dogs? Have you been trying to work with uh, law enforcement or military or any type of uh, organizations like that? Yeah, so I have uh, more recently started working with veterans. And so I have collabed with a canine companion um, business in Sparta. And I connect with them and they connect me with veterans so that I can help them with their dogs. Um, I'm also looking into in the future getting certified as a service dog trainer so I can better serve our uh, veterans in our area and those who are looking for service animals. That's dope. Yeah. How, how would that play with play into? Um, well, let me rephrase that question. Well, with with Sparta, like, do you go there, or they are uh, they come to you? How is your process with uh, training and helping others with uh, with their dogs? Yeah. From different parts of you know of the state. Yeah, so the Canine Camo Companions is an organization that helps veterans and they, you know, give them so many resources and support. So they have a list of dog trainers who they connect with and connect uh, veterans to. So I have clients from Muskegon, surrounding areas. I have gone to Sparta for a client, uh, but it's it's all around in, in oh, Michigan, okay. where I am willing to travel. travel. Mm -hmm. accommodate mm -hmm. the, that that's beautiful man because i know a lot of you know depending on their disability or what they've been through and transportation is not always their strong suit exactly. so that that's awesome that you you know would take that trip to give okay. them that support because i love my dog man <laughs> it's like another know you, you had know, a dog man, you feel me that's a part I of the that's part of the family even though yeah. you know you ain't really gotta pay attention to them as much as a as a as a kid but that's still a part of the family. Absolutely. So I, I love how you combine, you know, your family orient, orientation with your business along with, you know, everybody else that you would like to help out. I can see the connection now. I did I did that for at first, but that's yeah. dope. Man. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And so I want to get to a few things I did my research on, you know, because <laughs> you're a very intelligent individual. Well, you know. And you, you got, you have some accolades, girl, like, Going to uh, Stratton University. Yep. You know, so tell us about that. Did you go to college to start this or you went to college for something totally different? So crazy. I went to college for fashion marketing, merchandising and management. And that was, yeah, Northwood right, University. Whole... <laughs> I know. Shout out to Northwood University. I would, yep, yep, for fashion marketing, merchandising, and management. And I took a turn and decided I wanted to pursue singing. So I was a professional background singer for five years. So I did not really pursue fashion at all. Um, wow. So I did professional background singing for five years. And then I started my family, you know, did youth directing, worked with youth a lot um, with my church and another church. And then more recently, I just decided I am going to start my own business and work for myself. Oh, I, I never would look. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Can you give us a little background on how you transitioned from 
marketing, fashion, and being a singer to training with, you know, animals. Yeah. Like, even though you told us that it was a passion when you was a kid, but that's a, man, that's a 360. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually just having this conversation with someone yesterday, how difficult it can be when you are somebody who has, you know, multiple gifts and you're like multifaceted. It's, it's, it's difficult to like hone in on one or focus in, focus on one. And, and this is not to toot my own horn because I give all glory to God. Um, but God has given me many gifts and I use those gifts as as needed or where that passion or desire comes in stronger then i just go for that so it can be difficult for someone who has multiple gifts like where do you start and so right. for me i just i used where god led me the most so it, there was a time where i was into fashion very heavily and i pursued that and when i felt like that desire wasn't there or that wasn't my more my purpose anymore i just put it down and went to something else and then i realized out also later on in life fashion uh, assisted me with other gifts so so pursuing it in the beginning in like 2005 uh, Mm -hmm. assisted me with being able to put together things and be more colorful with ideas and plans now with my own business so so it kind of like a stepping stone exactly much yeah I mean it's it's now that you put it in that way, I, I can see how it corresponds with what you're doing now. But at first, I'm like, this right? This is what it is. I don't know how to, you know, maybe you was making fashion for dogs. That's what I was thinking. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you making dog pajamas, clothes, and whatnot. See, I'm giving you an idea. Wrong. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be awesome, man. But, Absolutely. okay, so I get that. So, after you graduated from uh, the university, yes, and you know you started your family and whatnot. Where did you start off, like getting into training um, canines? Like, did you first get like a certification, or were you always in that type of environment? And you just learned from a mentor. Yeah. So as a child, actually, I I used to sit at the dinner table reading my mom's encyclopedia set and I stumbled on dogs and I noticed Ah, that like I know hundreds of dogs in this encyclopedia. So I'm sitting here looking at all these different dogs and just I'm infatuated with it. And that's where I really started my passion for dogs. And my mom allowed us to have several dogs at home growing up. So I worked with dogs. I had that time. We didn't have social media and all these other distractions uh, to (laughs) to take up that time. So I really sat and and figured out, well, how does this dog work? What happens when I do this to this dog? Okay, they will sit if I do this. So I just learned behaviors um, of dogs at a really young age. And I kept it going um, throughout my adulthood. And then my family and friends just noticed, like, you are really good with dogs. Well, what do I do with this? Come over and teach me how to do this. And then, you know, in 2021 of March, I was like, I should just make this a business. Right, so I did get right. a certification in 2021 at Stratford um, as a canine specialist. And yeah, I, and I did that because I wanted to make sure that I was legit for, for those who need to see paper, who need to see that I'm I'm legit and I really work and I have this passion for dogs right. and it's real. That, okay. That's mm-hmm. my question. I was about to ask, hey, girl, that's, that's what's up. Yep. So, Okay. Do, are you working with just certain breeds or are you all the way across the board? Because I, I've talked to 
certain uh trainers that yeah. told me like they don't work with cane corsos, bullies, okay. uh, mm-hmm. uh, German shepherds or Doberman, anything that's pronounced aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why not? If it's a dog, I understand they're like people. They have they each have their own personality. They each need love and care. Blah blah blah. So what makes you diff like why did that why doesn't that scare you? So okay, I look at the psychology of a dog. Um, it's not me focusing on the breed of the dog because a temperament or a, an intensity of a dog can be in any breed. But we look at the size of a Conan Corso or a Doberman or a pit bull because they're so like built yeah. stocky, have this great <laughs> um intimidating, you know, stature. Uh, people tend to be tend to stand off from those dogs versus a Chihuahua or a Pomeranian, you know, the smaller breed. But the smaller breed can have more a more intense personality, a more intense approach, um, a temperament. And the Doberman could be more submissive. But we look at the Doberman and its stature, and then we turn away from that and say, "Yeah, I don't want to work with that." But so I look at more of psychology okay. of the dog. Yeah. That makes sense. That mm-hmm. that really makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so, do you have to always correspond with the the laws of the states that you you know get trained from or get requested to come to? Because I know that certain states are are ban you know certain breeds. So does that kind of like gets in your way? Not at all. Not at all. I don't pay attention to any of what other people say about dogs or breeds. Um, I really focus on how I can help a family, a specific person and their dog. So any breed, any size, I'm not turned off by. Any behavior uh, issues, I'm not turned off by. I'm really just looking at how can I assess this situation and help uh, this family or this specific person with their dog? Because a lot of dogs, a lot of people, really don't know or don't have that information about dogs as a dog trainer who has spent that time to learn um, or, you know, to to hone in on that craft. So I'm, I'm really passionate about that. That That's crazy. Yeah, I never, yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yeah. It's a lot of sense now that I've learned so much, y'all. I'm Shoot. glad. So, I'm glad. oh, man, I might, I might have to uh, join your internship. Yeah, I, I need to join that because I was reading about it. I'm like, man, this this is great because it gives I want to say young adults that are into animals a chance to be in a professional setting and to know how to you know work around animals, correspond with the business as a whole, Absolutely. and work on their networking skills because that gives them a chance to you know communicate. Especially if people are shy, you know, some kids are shy, but they work good with animals. So do you have those type of uh, individuals under you? And when did you start this internship program? Yeah, so the internship program I started in January. It, it's it's fairly new. Um, okay. After I won the pitch competition, uh, the Black Wall Street pitch comp, mind your black owned business pitch competition. After I won first place, with the winnings, I wanted to create an internship program for youth in our community. 
And those youth can walk alongside me ages 15 to 21, walk alongside me and learn the dog training trade, learn how to be an entrepreneur um, and, you know, just really work with dogs. So I'm, I'm real passionate about helping youth because if you think about if if we all as adults had someone to you know really push us in our passions and purpose man we would be so much further in life oh, so yeah. we really happy to, to provide that wholeheartedly mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah and so what like what what has been like even though it's just starting in january so far yeah what have you in liked or or disliked about the program you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. That. You know, I can't say that I dislike. Well, yes, I do. I dislike that I'm not getting more youth involved. So I reached out to the high schools. I've sent emails. I've I've spread it out on social media, but I'm I'm not getting as many youth as I expected to get. So that would be a, a con for me. But the pros are, man, working with youth, helping them um, if they have inexperienced with socializing, communicating, I'm, I'm thrusting them forward. So um, actually my intern now is Liz, shout out to Liz. My intern now, uh, she is great, but she she communicates and tells me like, I'm shy. I don't want to say these things, but I push her forward anyway. I'm like, girl, you have to learn this. You have to do this. I'm going to give, I'm actually, we're going to this training. I'm going to give you the clipboard. I want you to ask these questions. And, and then we practice beforehand. So she gets the practice. She gets to, you know, work with dogs, but also, you know, uh, work on her communication skills, her, you know, socialization and, you know, right. different dogs, different breeds, uh, learning the the trade of dog training and business all of those things 